Well, so, here we are, back again. I should probably come up with, like, a new intro or something that's, like, exciting and engaging. <laughs> like, it's time we blow this song. I'll stop. So, anyway, I've got, um, I've got Ren and Lee here with me today. Hello. Hello. Um, we're going to be doing um, what may start a fight. Uh, that being the Legend of Zelda. Woo! What aspect of the Legend of Zelda, you ask? I don't know. I didn't plan that far ahead. We'll figure it out. Lee was kind enough to bring some um, some historical documents uh, with him. Um, we've got the uh, we've got the art book. I don't know which version is the big thick one. One of the big, thick ones. Arts uh, and artifacts? Art yes. and artifacts. Art and artifacts. And I'm sitting here with Lee's copy of the Hyrule Historia. Opened to the timeline. Oh, danger ops. The most controversial part of the whole book. Yeah, no. So before we get into the timeline, <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what's everyone's favorite Zelda game? Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Uh, a tie between Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess. Okay. Um, my personal favorite uh, Legend of Zelda game is the one someone else is playing. <laughs> <laughs> so I no, um, I actually I actually am rather partial to Ocarina of Time. Just probably by virtue of that's the only one that I finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, you know, most most of them most of them are pretty good. If you didn't no. make it to Majora's Mask, I definitely recommend either playing it yourself or watching somebody. It's fantastic. Somebody who will go all the way fucking through it. I I have actually played about half of Majora's Mask. Uh, that's as far as I made it. I uh, I don't enjoy being challenged and or made to try in any way. <laughs> And thus, oddly enough, I'm also the only person, though, who's ne- who, who seems to not have had an awful time inside the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time. So, do with that whatever you will. <laughs> I think I was just too dumb to notice. In the OG N64 version, I, I only did it once, but I did... I'm not sure the term. Soft lock? Hard lock? I ran out of keys with no access to more. Oh. Because that was a possibility in the N64 version. Mm. <laughs> Feelsbad.jpg. Yeah. Well, no, Lee's got, Lee's got the art book open to, like, the, like, old, old, I think, original mm-hmm. uh, art uh, art style for the game. And uh, uh, it's very different. Uh, also, Zelda's a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> and also, back when they put uh, crosses on uh, Link's shield. Mm-hmm. Backtracking just a moment, I will say that before Wild Era, my favorite Zelda game was A Link to the Past. Solid choice. It's it's a great adventure with a with a wonderful. You think, especially if you're unfamiliar. And spoiler alert, mid-game, whoops, this isn't the end of the game, this is the middle. Mm. 
So And very new player friendly, in my opinion. So the real question is why why isn't your favorite game uh, The Legend of Zelda for the CDI? What's a CDI? An, an even better question than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah, no, that was some cool idea that was ill fated. <laughs> I kind of put the CDI games right there with the Legend of Zelda cartoon uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. The Excuse Me, Princess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that was horrible. Yeah, no. Also, where's where's our where's our mainline Legend of Zelda game where you actually play Zelda? Where's that at? Man, I, I require... Why, why, why is the only time that Zelda was ever the main character on the CDI? <laughs> yeah. Granted, it, it's questionably not canon, but oh, the Hyrule no, no. Warriors games at least lets you play uh, as Zelda. That's, that's true. true. I mean, you can play as Zelda in Smash Bros. That's, that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you would. Don't get me wrong. I love playing Zelda in Smash Bros. But also... That's not. I can't play Zelda for shit, but I can play Blue Zelda. <laughs> also known as the Sheikest of Warriors. Sheikest of Warriors. <laughs> Love me some Sheik. Um, so, I don't know if either of you watch any, any Game Grumps. Mostly only with you and Amy. Yeah, so my wife puts it on when we go to bed. Uh, and so... I have seen part of a For lot the record, of Game Grumps. They papers, also watch players. it before they go to bed, and I do not go to bed with them and watch Game Grumps. Oh, that, that is, I go that home true. before that. <laughs> that's, that's true. We we do watch it more in bed than we do out out of bed, though. But anyway, so they did they did a playthrough of Ocarina of Time, and so the part where like reveals that Zelda is chic. Uh, one one of the like the, the one of the hosts had never played the game and didn't know and like hadn't figured it out and was just like mind blown and I was like you're the only person in history to make it this far without knowing. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's so wonderful though. Uh, yep, yeah, Dan Dan had the experience that I think the developers intended and we all wanted to have of <laughs> just wow. I um, love that for him. Right, but yeah, no, so um. Link to Link to the Past previously, but Tears of the Kingdom now. And then what did you say? Generally, uh, Majora's Mask Majora's and Twilight Princess kind of vie for, for my favorite. Twilight Princess has the, like, hands down the <laughs> coolest art style, in my opinion. Like, I know Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild are both very pretty. But, there's, there's just a little, just a little, little more angst. Just, just a little bit more shadowy, shadowy angst, and it would be perfect. And that's what, that's what um, Twilight Princess was. Well, and you, you add to that uh, me being an armor nut. Um, Link actually, if I recall correctly, in Twilight Princess is the first time that they show him, uh, like with the, the green tunic, but under his tunic, you can see peeking out mail. You can see chain mail sticking mm-hmm. out, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he looks like a you know, a medieval style fighter now, and I don't know. I just kind of dug that as well as uh, you know, you flip through the art book and that more, as you said, angsty anime type style. Just really, 
it is a literally darker art and also like Link's own design. I mean, maybe stating the obvious, but in his humanoid form, I won't, I won't disparage Hylians by calling them humans, (laughs) but, uh, in his humanoid form, he is rendered more feral than Mm -hmm. other links. Yeah. Um, just a little bit. And I, and I, and I dig it. Yeah. Also really dig the, uh, the hero shade, uh, lore and pulling that in, in the golden wolf. I mean, that's, I mean, if you really dig into it, it's kind of heartbreaking, but at the same time, it's, uh, really really beautiful and beautifully done I, I just really like the the darker more uh, emotional gut punch elements that twilight princess and majora's mask bring to the table here's my pitch okay so it's either a sequel or maybe just a spiritual successor to twilight princess uh but it's it's the um it's it's the legend of link and it's just, it's, that's the name of the game. It's the Legend of Link. Zelda's the main character. Okay. Link. Is, Link's a wolf, but like more like a werewolf. Like Link loses his mind. He just he just goes off and he's just wrecking shit. And like ostensibly, the game has two villains. One being Ganondorf because he, he has to be. And the other being Link. And so, and then you that the whole game is just there's lots of choices. Basically, which which one do you stop? You stop Ganondorf? Do you stop Link? Like which which one? Which 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 villain are you going to get wrecked by? The whole game is Zelda wrangling the boys. Yes, basically. Like she does every game, only <laughs> this time you get to play it. Yeah, basically. From her perspective, like like. Just once, just once, the main character has actual voice acting and um, is competent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, a lot of the issues in some of the previous games, let's take Ocarina of Time as an example, you can can excuse it away, but you can also playfully throw shade at Zelda for most of that being her fault in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I mean, even the timeline split and removing, um, oh gosh, we're going into the timeline for a second, but, <laughs> um, the, the whole, uh, adult timeline, you know, at the end of Ocarina Time, Zelda sends Link, um, back to his original time, but removes the spirit of the hero from there. And then all of a sudden you get Wind Waker, <clears throat> where the, uh, goddesses decide to, to pull a Noah and flood Hyrule because no hero showed up. So thanks, Zelda. Thank you for that. I mean, you know. You know, just be. One, go ahead. Just, just because, just because she screwed up the world doesn't mean she didn't do it competently. <laughs> it just makes Zelda the real villain. <laughs> oh, there. I would say that she, strictly speaking, that she did it incompetently. She was a child when she made these decisions. And, like, the whole reason that the child-era timeline can even happen is because Link does all the things 
is sent back in time and goes to her when he meets her. And she's like, check out, check out this guy. And Link is like, okay, but here's what's going to happen. We have to not do that. So, I mean, so disclaimer, I don't, I don't actually know enough about a lot of this to, um, to have actual strong educated opinions. Most of what I'm saying this episode is just me trolling and playing, and playing what a devil's advocate. Just listen to me because I'm right. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) But what if... What if Zelda is just Ganondorf in disguise? <laughs> what if what if what if Ganondorf is just trolling Link? <laughs> That'd be funny, but I'll raise you one and say, what if Ganondorf is actually the hero? What if the Highlands, or rather the Kingdom of Hyrule and Princess Zelda and all that she represents, are the bad guys? There is evidence for that. Even in Ocarina of Time, I mean, there is a full torture chamber run by the Sheikah on behalf of the royal family under Kakariko Village. That is true. The Shadow Temple. Right. And there's a a plaque or some part where you can click A and it'll have a description and say something to the effect of it's dedicated to Hyrule's long history of blood and greed or something. It's like, I thought this was a kid's game. (laughs) Are, Are we the bad guys? I mean, Zelda is the princess. She, her father is the king. In most of the games, we are fighting on the side of a monarchic hegemony. Hegemony. And, however you say that word. And since we've all played Ocarina of Time, I, I've, I've got to ask then, was Ganondorf really that bad? I mean, he pretty much left Lon Lon Ranch alone when you're in, in the adult, um, adult era. And he's just chilling, playing the organ at his castle, searching for the uh, for the deposed uh, leaders of the um, uh, Hyrulean royal family, looking for Zelda. But otherwise, he's leaving Kakariku Village alone. He's leaving everyone else alone. And he even gave, gave the uh, Redeads a place to live. I mean, they could they could come out from their hiding places and actually have a town of their own. He allowed the monsters to have a place of their own. You know, kept everything kind of level and. Didn't go up and destroy Kakariku Village. I mean, it was right there. People hated him, but he left them alone. You know, maybe he's not such a bad guy. He did raise the castle town basically to the ground. Yeah, Lee, he... (laughs) Oh, he was just terraforming for the Redeads and the, the, uh, the darker entities that needed a... Uh, habitable place to live. Those terraforming. Buildings, those buildings were all condemned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the one hand, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody from Castletown died. You can find almost all of them in Kakariku Village or other locations. On the other hand... Except the guard. <laughs> on the so other just hand... Took to the knee. Kakariko Village is now quite overpopulated for the size of town that it is. We have lots of people living in very small living spaces. 
they can build or they can go uh, hang out with the Gorons. They had seven years to to build out more, and they didn't. And whose fault is that? The geography of Kakariko Village. There's not a good place to expand to. You can always go up. Up an active volcano. Yes. <laughs> Didn't say it was a good idea. <laughs> They're not that far from the Zoras. And they're on friendly terms. Oh, that is smells fishy. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just a terrorist this episode. <laughs> on that note, it always bothered me, even as a kid, that Hyrule's water source uh, comes from Zora's domain, which comes from under King Zora's butt. I mean, he's just sitting there, and it's just flowing out, and then potentially poisoning everybody. I mean, you know. Well, demonstrably not. I mean, I mean, I their guess... population's lower than you'd expect for a kingdom, though. Where all the redeads come from? Where all the pose come from? I, I would posit going back to Ganondorf as a good guy. That's why he froze Zora's domain is to prevent the contagion and the poison from poisoning any other innocent souls. <laughs> I mean, that's compelling. That is compelling. I feel like it is appropriate that you are a redhead and I'm wearing green. <laughs> we can roll with that, yeah. <laughs> I'm only half ginger, though. That's just my beard. Same. So. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> both of you have very red beards. And I'm clad in green. So. That's hilarious. We didn't plan that. <laughs> no, we don't plan things here. That's not what we do. Um, so, I I have I have another idea for another spinoff. Okay. This is this this is an anime. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. It's called Goron High School Host Club. Oh my god! I'm telling your wife on you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can appreciate the pun, but dear lord, that sounds horrible in all the best ways. <laughs> that sounds like an abomination in the sight of the Lord. <laughs> That's an abomination in the sight of the Triforce. <clears throat> That's an abomination in the sight of the goddess Hylia. Okay, so slight spoilers for Tears of the Kingdom. It's okay, because I know both of you have played. Uh, <laughs> um, so when when Link and Zelda were, like, when the game starts, and they're beneath Hyrule Castle, and they're all like, oh, history. Like, I honestly thought, I was I, I got really excited, because I was like, oh, we're, we're actually going to do something with, like, the like history of, history of Hyrule, which we did, sort of. Lee <laughs> is struggling. Continue, Lee, continue, Lee, Lee please. Is struggling. Um, I have thoughts on that, but continue your your thought, please. Um, I got I got really excited because I was like, was like 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 Lee had mentioned about there being the, the the torture chamber, and you know, like 
this is dedicated to Hyrule's history of blood and so on. <clears throat> um, you know, I thought we were going to get some some exposition to perhaps a darker time. Um, and I guess arguably we did get all that, just not not in the uh, not in the way that I expected. Almost in a let's just rewrite history way, <laughs> which is not what I wanted. <laughs> but um, I, I I mean, it, it would have been it would have been cool to have have, have learned uh, about the history of the actual kingdom itself a little bit more versus just the kingdom that came before it. Uh, which, granted, I haven't seen all the way to the end of the game, so those those two might reconcile a bit more uh, at some point. Well, an important note then going forward, do you want us to discuss aspects of that game that may spoil it for you, though, or I, do we dude, need I, to avoid... I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play through it. Okay, so is it uh, all out there, all um, open season on... Yeah, go for it. Spoiler Bob warning. Uh, if you don't want spoilers, don't proceed. <laughs> Potentially major spoilers for all Zelda games, including Tears of the Kingdom, going forward. Tears of the Kingdom, I really like, but one reason it is it is not my favorite of the Zelda games. I enjoy playing it, but the story and the lore and what was built up was very disappointing for me. Um, Do tell. Well... Okay, there is a strong likelihood that this Ganondorf in <clears throat> Tears of the Kingdom is not the same Ganondorf from Ocarina of Time. Now, that could get into some major timeline arguments. You could argue that they are retelling Ocarina of Time's um, uh, story somewhat with the flashbacks mirroring Ocarina of Time Ganondorf taking a knee in front of the um, royal family, you know, with Zelda's looking through the window in Ocarina of Time, they mirrored that almost beat for beat. Um, so you could possibly argue that it's just stylistically a different retelling of it. But there are things like Ganondorf isn't going after the Triforce. He doesn't seem to be even aware of the Triforce. He's going after the Secret Stones. And in the previews, they really get people ramped up in the trailers by um, highlighting uh, Matt Mercer's line as Ganondorf saying, you know, you witness the king's revival and you you're sitting there thinking, oh crap, this is this is OG Ganondorf. We are seeing him coming back with a vengeance. This is awesome. But then when you dig into the the game, it's not the same. It feels kind of either rebooty or reincarnation. And so I it felt a little bit misleading to me. I need a second to chew on all of that. Well, <clears throat> while while you're chewing, nom nom nom. <laughs> I think you and me and you are kind of coming from the same place a little bit. You far more educatedly than I. Like <clears throat> aesthetically, and from like watching the trailer, I assumed that the big bad of this game was Ganondorf. And then after the intro, it's like, ah, oh, it's the Demon King, and so on and so forth. And it's, seem to tease this vastly different pasts compared to what I knew of Ganondorf from, right. like, Ocarina of Time and so on. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the more that, like, like, I saw my wife and whatnot progress through the, through the game, it looked more and more like, okay, the Demon King is just Ganondorf. Just a very different Ganondorf from the Ganondorf 
or how I, the Ganondorf that I understood being Ganondorf. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> like, it does feel a little rebooty, perhaps. But, um, I don't know. I honestly think Tears of the Kingdom, functionally, is a reboot. A soft reboot. Mm-hmm. However, lore-wise, I think they've left it vague enough for people to argue about it. But there are elements um, Which canonical. Which is what I'm gearing up to do. <laughs> <laughs> and there are elements um, from all three timelines present in both Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. So then the question becomes: um, the stuff in the past is this a new timeline altogether? Is this a merged timeline? Uh, which you could argue for that, um, or is this so far into the future, like all of it, including the, the past scenes in Tears of the Kingdom, the supposed first founding of Hyrule with uh, uh, King Raru and Queen Sonya, did even that take place so far after the rest of the timeline that it's basically a new kingdom of Hyrule, a resurgent king of the kingdom of Hyrule, after the original fell and everything else faded into myth and legend, and so... We'll never know. So, in Breath of the Wild, one of the side quests you get from from somebody in Zora's domain is to go looking at these history monuments. And I can't remember what one of them said. I feel like we discussed this in a previous episode, actually. Potentially. But um, one of the monuments notes a Zora princess named Ruto Mm -hmm. for whom the divine beast Varuta is named. Mm -hmm. It is noted that this princess existed prior to the first calamity. Mm -hmm. So at a minimum, Breath of the Wild takes place 10,000 years after Ocarina of Time. Bare minimum, yeah. I would argue probably more than 11,000, because if I'm not mistaken, Wind Waker takes place about a 1,000 years after Ocarina of Time. That's assuming that Wind Waker is canon. I mean... You've got the the salt, which you find on, like, mountaintops, and it says it's remnants of the ancient sea, kind of implying the whole place was underwater at some point, like Wind Waker. But then uh, Zelda, in her um, champion's speech in Breath of the Wild, is referencing Twilight Princess, which is in a completely different timeline. And they shouldn't be on the same timeline uh, unless it's unified. So it's like, is that a similar event that happened in the history? Well, I've seen the hypothesis of the merged timeline. I don't know how that's not how that's supposed to work, like how we merge the timelines. So I'm not gonna opine mm-hmm. on that. So my theory, sorry, go ahead. But for what I'm saying, I am assuming that the two Wild Era games and all of the games, all of the mainstream Zelda games. Are canon. So, so I am assuming all of the previous games took place 10,000 years prior to Breath of the Wild. 
Tears of the Kingdom gives us, like you said, insight into Hyrule's first founding. So I would have to place... I would have to place those events either between Skyward Sword and Minish Cap, or somehow prior to Skyward Sword. One of the things that I was concerned, like prior to Tears of the Kingdom coming out, there was a concern that uh, Nintendo was going to timeline close loop. Mm-hmm. Kind of Ouroboros the story. Right. And so one of the things that I was a little concerned about was that our Wild Era Zelda was going to be the goddess Hylia. That our Wild Era Link was going to work out to be the first hero. That their conflict with the Demon King was going to end with letting him have the land and them ascending into the sky, like taking Hyrule as we know it into the sky. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that. That would have been really interesting. It is not what happened. I just... There is... Nintendo, to me, has left ample room for the Zonai these people from the sky and the skybound Hylians from Skyward Sword to have some kind of connection. Mm-hmm. I don't see a conflict so much as unanswered questions. Okay, so I'm going to be a little bit judgy. We may be giving... Judge me, Billy. I'm not judging you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Shit. <laughs> I mean, I can if you can if you want. Um, uh, we may be giving Nintendo perhaps too much credit for having thought any of this through. Uh, uh, Nintendo has like two writers. <laughs> yeah. Show me, show me a first-party Nintendo game with a strong, cohesive story that hasn't gotten jacked up at least five times. And I will... I'll eat my socks. (laughs) Uh, I think the problem there is that Nintendo released a timeline at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, Now, there is a disclaimer somewhere in one of the books that says that the... And it may be in Creating a Champion, which is a book that we don't have here. um, But it even says that the uh, records contained in the book are subject to change as more information becomes available. Basically, that's their out of... Oh yeah, we can change this as new games come out and change the timelines as as we know them. And I think in Tears of the Kingdom, I think they kind of wink at um, uh, Zelda theorists and people who try to piece together the lore because there are literally characters like part of the Zonai survey team in Tears of the Kingdom who are going out trying to piece together Hyrule's convoluted past and history. Right now, they're treated with respect, but also sort of a Wink, wink, you know, type thing. Of, <laughs> they're treated with respect, and also they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, honored explorers, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> and uh, that—that's both entertaining and frustrating at the same time because it's. But you would think because the one who, who uh, directed Minish Cap also directed Skyward Sword, also directed the two wild games. 
So you would think there'd be common elements um, in, in, in terms of the story, and we don't really get that. The Triforce is missing in action. Nobody even mentions it. I mean, you see it glowing on the back of Zelda's hand at the end of Breath of the Wild, so it's obviously somewhat in play. Zelda is definitely stronger than Raru and Sonya in the flashbacks and the, the dragon tear uh, oh, yeah. memories. Like when Sonya and Zelda are both backing Raru right. when he's defending against... Muldugas. It, it is the Muldugas. Mm-hmm. It's when he launches that... Cra- it's when he launches that light elemental Kamehameha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you and you look over at Zelda, and her power is glowing is considerably so... more. And I think Raru, even when she comes up, just very slightly twitches and just glances off to his side before he continuing. does. Like he's a little bit distracted. Like he's mm-hmm. about to try beam that shit, and mm-hmm. then he gets distracted for a second. Like this bitch, crazy <laughs> strong. And that's so. that's actually sorry. Okay. Go ahead. That's actually something, a part of the theory that I saw that was actually really good, and I've not heard hardly anyone discuss this. I'm listening. Is that this is a separate timeline, the, but the. Well, I the know Zelda's my girl. <laughs> Zelda going back in time, going back to either, probably the era right before Ocarina of Time, between Skyward Sword and Ocarina of Time, that her going back may have meant that she changed everything in the timeline oh no because her power obviously magnifies raru and sonya's so you take her out of the equation did they in the theoretical past where she didn't go back as he claims you come from a future where you didn't come back in the past which is kind of iffy but anyway so yeah i don't buy that i think it's a closed loop i do too however you could make the argument though if she didn't go back in time or in the past where she didn't go back in time they may not have fought off the Muldugas. Everything may have changed. And the theory that I saw was arguing that she essentially stopped the Hyrulean Civil War that led to Ocarina of Time. And that it's sort of a new downfall timeline because instead of Link dying at the hands of Ganondorf, Link never became a hero because his parents weren't murdered in the Hyrulean Civil War because Zelda went back in time and stopped Ganondorf's shit before everything progressed to that point. Um, Ganondorf's mothers are present in Tears of the Kingdom in the flashbacks. Uh, uh, Kaume and Kotake, you can see them back. His sword carries their names on them as well. So, if, and but they're shown as young. They're not shown as old as they were in Ocarina of Time. Right. So she may have changed everything going forward. It may have, the reason that it looked like Ocarina of Time beat for beat is because it's a retelling of Ocarina of Time because Zelda went back and changed crap inadvertently. And so we may be looking at a rebuilt downfall timeline that Link just never became the hero. Hence the Imprisoning War. It's a new take on the Imprisoning War later down the, down the way. On the Masan, Daddy. Please give me more of that Zelda lore. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, hire someone from Square Enix to write it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Square Enix games are not perfect, but I constantly contend that they typically write better than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, uh, I will say, and I say this with all respect to the man, because 
I mean, I grew up with Legend of Zelda. I am a Hyrule native. We were talking about playable Zelda earlier. Mm -hmm. And in one magazine interview, uh, I want to say from the mid-20-teens, like not long before Breath of the Wild released, was saying that like, yeah, we could do that with playable Zelda, but then what would Link do? Bitch, whatever the fuck he wants. He, de he deserves a break. He like, deserves a break. I know it's different links in each game, but, you know, as an archetype, he deserves a break. The spirit of the hero deserves a break. Mm. So, here's... So, okay, so I, I actually have I have two pitches as far as resolving the time timeline inconsistencies and, and so on and so forth um, brought forth more, most prominently and lately by Tears of the Kingdom. First one's the first one's bullshit, and and it's just me trolling. The second one's legit. Uh, so first one, um, they're they're both very similar in that the the next game in the series will ultimately resolve uh, the shenanigans. Every next game is going to resolve the shenanigans, and it never Don't, does. You, 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 Don't <laughs> give us that hope, really. So so first pitch is the next game is. The Legend of Zelda. Well, okay, it's 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 the Legend of Zelda, but the subtitle, like the subtitle, instead of like Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild, it's the Zelda who laughs, and it's basically just the equivalent of DC's latest, you know, one of DC's more 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 recent multiverse timeline bullshitteries, uh, and it's revealed that. You know, Zelda's time-traveling fucked up timeline. So many timelines, so much that they've all just kind of merged into this one bleeding, horrific mess of a timeline. And has spawned this almost elder entity in the form of a, like, dark evil Zelda. Who's now just purposefully fucking time up. And so, so Link has to go stab Zelda. We're, we're gonna have <laughs> to come the, back to this. That's the... That's the moral of that story. The uh, well, and while that would be cool, the um, well, that would be cool. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> uh, that that that's not gonna happen. But um, my 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 second pitch is is more serious. It's probably still not gonna be the case, but still very similarly, like Link and Zelda's exploits over the course of the games spanning, you know, 10, 11,000, however many years. I've seen some people hypothesize that the ancient Hyrule segment happened like 30,000 years ago. I have no idea where they're, where they're getting that number. Interesting. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the numbers don't necessarily really matter. So my, so my, my, my hypothesis is... The timeline was a mistake anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, um, in one of the early iterations of the lore, the goddess Hylia was actually either manifested or was reborn into a mortal form in the form of the first Zelda. That was like, in Skyward Sword, original yes. Original Zelda. Yes, that's correct. Um, so 
Um, which Helia wasn't, as far as I understand, wasn't necessarily really the goddess of anything in particular. She's more of a guardian goddess. Who? I'm kidding. I, Go ahead. However you pronounce this shit. Um, so, like, like the, the goddesses maybe who became the Triforce? I'm not really sure. Um, there were other goddesses that actually created the world. Din, Faror, and Nehru. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, am, I, I, I don't know their names. Um, I'm do. just, uh, good <laughs> job. I said um, so, you know, you, clearly though, like it's demonstrated that divine beings can manifest into mortal forms on the, you know, corporeal plane. Um, my, my hypothesis is, is that Ganondorf is the mortal incarnation of like the opposite form of, you know, the goddesses. But it's not so much that he's the devil, per se. He's he's the embodiment of destruction. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I'm no, talking. No, I you don't. have no idea how close you accidentally are. Considering you haven't played Skyward Sword, is that correct? No, I haven't. I've okay, never you, you just Sword. basically described essentially. Oh, nice. A major the plot demon point. king demise. Interesting. Nice. Ha. See, I am smart, people. Uh, he really um, is, though. Uh, but anyway, so I, I think that Ganondorf is the basically the embodiment of destruction, and that there's a natural cycle of basically whatever the hell Ganondorf is destroys creation, whatever the hell the goddesses are recreates it, and Link and Zelda, over the course of several timelines, have fucked it up so badly that it's just fractured all of existence mm-hmm. into one. And so the next game is going to be kind of like the world ends with you. You finally got to let existence die. You finally have to let Ganondorf win to reset everything and make it right. That's 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 my actual prediction. Ooh. I wish Nintendo would have the guts to do something like that, but I don't think that they will. Higher screening Riders! <laughs> no. But no, seriously. Like, all that description about... Ganondorf as agent of destruction and the cyclic nature of the conflict. Yeah, like every, literally everything you just said about that stuff is established canon. It it is canon established explicitly in Skyward Sword. Oh, well, Skyward Sword is not my favorite game, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They they literally have a devil-type character named and he reincarnates, curses the, the bloodline of the goddess, and basically in the spirit of the hero to, what is it, swim in an ocean of blood for all eternity, that an incarnation of his hatred would forever follow them uh, wherever they go. Hence, Ganondorf. Nice. Now, there is something that I wanted to, to go back on, something you were saying about uh, all the timelines being um, splintered in a, in a figure uh, trying to pull them back. Um, Matt Pat actually did a really good video on this uh, around the time Breath of the Wild came out um, on uh, game theory. And his argument is while Hyrule Warriors is not technically canon, it actually hand waves and explains away a unified timeline because there is a figure in there who, with her magic shenanigans and being manipulated by Ganondorf, breaks into all the other timelines and they all mix and mingle as they try to set things right. Now, this is the first Hyrule Wars? This is the first Hyrule Wars. Okay. And one really critical thing that he pointed out that is a really interesting note symbolically, 
Link is known for what color? Green. Green, right. What color is he known for in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, generally? Blue. Right. What color is Hyrule Warriors Link known for? Well, he's in green, right? But, but he has with a, blue, a blue, bright blue champion colored scarf. Right. So Matt Pat's argument was Hyrule Warriors, while not officially recognized as canon, does bridge that gap, does explain a unified timeline moving forward. Um, is it perfect? No. Does it kind of wink at it? Um, especially with the, why, why is he wearing a blue scarf? I mean, Nintendo had a hand in the game. It, they didn't make it, mm-hmm. but they did have a, a hand in stylistically and, and trying to guide them on it. So why is he wearing a blue scarf? And I don't know if Hyrule Warriors came out before Breath of the Wild or shortly after, but they were very close in, in terms of when they were produced. I want to say the first Hyrule Warriors excuse me, came out, then Breath of the Wild, then Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Mm-hmm. So, so this wouldn't be this wouldn't be an episode without me um, giving overly sarcastic productions an <laughs> unsponsored shout out. <laughs> Sponsor us though. Red, blue, we still love you. We have we have an entire viewer. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's on a need-to-know basis. But they they released a an episode of their detailed diatribe series. Um, it's about an hour long. It's called the Eternal High Rule, mm-hmm. where they are. Red and blue are like going Hyrule archaeologist on Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Red comments on is Hyrule Warriors and Age of Calamity, not the events of the game not being canon, Mm -hmm. but like the overall vibe is. That would make sense. I think Aonuma or uh, someone else uh, higher up in Nintendo's development of the Zelda series uh, even said that Hyrule Warriors isn't canon. I mean, it exists, and it's linked to the others. It just doesn't exist in quite the same universe. I forget the exact quote, but yeah. that was, it sounded like a way of him saying, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a part of it. It's just not a part of it. It's the equivalent of Dragon Ball Heroes. Now, here's a weird question for you. For y'all, with with the archaeology of Hyrule, okay. Can we talk for a moment about the depths in Tears of the Kingdom? Oh Jesus! Have you seen the depths? Mm-hmm. Before we go into that, um, I wanted to mention something you said made me think of this. Anyway, I want to divert right quick, just for just a moment. I need. Absolutely everybody to make a perception check. Get on Google Image Search and image search female link nineteen eighty six. I didn't expect Lee and Billy to like actually do it right this second, but okay. here we are. Yeah. Um so Link was designed explicitly to be androgynous. Like, that is not... 
or I say androgynous is the wrong word, but like functionally gender neutral. And like that's word of God. That's out of Aonuma's mouth. Um, because they wanted anyone to be able to identify with the hero. And that pink-haired female Link is official Nintendo artwork released in a Japanese magazine in 1986. Like, that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's, as, that's as canon as this OG Link artwork. I mean, fair. You know... Although Lee and I do disagree on what kind of sword that is. On which kind of... Oh, gosh, I forgot about that argument. Yeah. Debate. Friendly debate. Yeah. It was a friendly debate. We don't have to go there now. Yeah. You were were wanting to go to the depths, and we can go there now. Well, it's just with the depths. deep topic. (laughs) Jesus, fuck. With the depths. uh, Jesus Horatio Christ. Why is it that the depths, okay, are literally everything in the depths is a mirror image of the surface. I mean, if there's a mountain on the surface, you have a deep pit in the depths. If you have water on the surface, you have an impassable wall. The bargainer statues are directly under the goddess statues on the surface. Lionels are directly under the... um, I lost my train of thought. Right under the stables. Um, so I, so my wife has only recently started exploring the depths Mm -hmm. and I did know that it's a mirror. Um, but if there is like a a big reveal, uh, to the greater mystery, um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, um, and maybe, maybe, maybe it's stated somewhere. Was was the depths like? I mean, I know it wasn't a thing in Breath of the Wild. Correct. Did, was like was Lincoln? Were Link and Zelda in the depths at the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom? Was that the depths? Getting close to it, yes. Or was was were they just in a cave? Like, was it just a regular cave under Hyrule Castle, or was it the actual depths? No, they they are deep enough beneath Hyrule Castle that that is definitely in the depths. Okay. Well, so, my... Spoiler... Yeah, go for it. Like, when you prepare... When you dive beneath Hyrule Castle to go fight the Demon King, Mm -hmm. you... You are in the depths. You encounter a light route. You navigate through all this bullshit a lot of it is old ancient destroyed Hyrule castle that hasn't that hasn't seen a human being in god's know how long right and you end up in that starting area okay you end up in the catacombs where you were and you dive far below you end up where you awoke the demon king. Okay. And then you dive further below that. Which is weird because the further you go and the closer you get to the demon king, if I'm not mistaken, 
the structure you go into at the bottom of the depths looks suspiciously like a tree, like a tree trunk. The symbolism there is bizarre. It does. It's like, why is that under there? Is what it, is that? Is it beneath the Deku tree? No. Oh. It's all beneath Hyrule Castle. Okay. Um, no, so, so my, my hypothesis was that after you awoke, like after you awake the Demon King in the early part of the game, um, basically he, when he lifts shit back up into the sky, um, he basically fractures the, or it does away with the veil between material plane of Hyrule and, and the non-material of basically the underworld and the underworld being a mirror of the corporeal um, that was that was my theory um, but um, if if you start out like if, if, I mean obviously if you can just walk to the depths at the beginning of the game obviously that's not the case but there is something to be said about that because there are strange I mean there are ghosts there are Poe's all over the place there are spectral knights that hand you unblemished uh, weapons um, around that for some reason, if you get the camera out, they'll disappear. It's mm -hmm. like they don't want to be on camera. You can't take a picture of them. You can take a picture of the weapon, but not the, but not the inspectors. But it's also weird because you've got mining stuff there. You've got robots down there. You've got mining facilities, mining all this, uh, the Zonite. Um, you've got that intermingled with... Just a very supernatural, very ethereal Wait, type. If you just barely reached out and touched it, you have full, intact zone eye structures. Mm -hmm. So, and I and in which I probably just haven't been paying close enough attention because I I, I miss I miss I miss the the mining bit there. So, what are they mining down there? The zonite. Okay. So, you were talking about. I forget which one of you was... You were talking about parallels, I think. I don't remember. The the geographical parallels. Mm -hmm. Where there is... Where there is X in the overworld, there is Y in the depths. Mm -hmm. um, everywhere there is a major peak in the overworld, there is a mine in the depths. Okay. So that's so so that's kind of going back to also shrines of light and light roots. Right on. So the, the names are reversed and the names is, are inverted. So so that 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 kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier of um, Ganondorf being uh, the hero and the supposed heroes being the villains. See Ganondorf. Was just down here in his, his 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 underworld, minding his own damn business. And the Zonai invaded and started just ransacking his land of all its natural resources, and he wasn't having any of their shit. And went up there to put a stop to that. And then we labeled him the bad guy. You could make the argument for that because it does look a little bit like a strip mining operation. Yeah, fucking the 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 Helians were nasty industrialists. And, and I would like to ask then, with that definitely being Zonite, uh, or excuse me, uh, Zonai uh, structures down there, they disappear. They apparently came down in some number, and they disappear before Tears of the Kingdom. And Ganondorf even throws shade at, at King Raru, you know, saying that he rose above his, um, uh, his background and married a Hylian woman, and it's a shame that there are no more 
uh, Zonai around except he and his sister, mm. you know, in a sort of threatening tone and kind of a, uh, getting digs out. And that obviously disturbs Raru at least a little bit, but it keeps us cool. But what happened to them? Why did they basically, did they pull a dwarves from Middle Earth thing? Did they dive too deep? Did they mine too deep into the depths? Yes, he does. Like, I was thinking he didn't really react very much. But now that you're saying that, no, he very much, like, not a huge reaction, but very much like, oh, we're encountering this shit again. Mm -hmm. And for that matter, why, if that's the first iteration of the Kingdom of Hyrule, unifying the Zonai with the Highlands through Raru and Sonya... If they had been down there for that long, strip mining stuff in the depths, they obviously didn't put much effort into the surface at that point. Everything's archaic. The Hylians look primitive. They Well, I say primitive. That's actually not a good good term. They have sort of an older style, almost like a Mesoamerican, South American, Aztec sort of thing. But hardly any structures um, you see on the map anytime you get a view of it. So it looks like they didn't really yeah. invest in the surface world all that much. So did they go down there and largely ignore the Hylians or enslave them even into the mines? Cataclysm happened down in the mines, possibly gloom, possibly something else, and uh, leading them to be like, you know what, maybe we should learn from our ways and let's unify with the Hylians and try to build a better future. Are we looking at a post-apocalyptic past? Because there are so many, so many Poes in the depths. Why? Yeah. So, and maybe, and building off what you said, maybe, maybe Raru was the, maybe Raru was the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he was like, guys, we gotta, like, we're hurting a lot of people. Like, our people are dying down there. We're fucking over the, the, the pointy-eared mortals down there. Like, we gotta stop this, and everybody else, like, the rest of his kin were like, nah, we're gonna keep doing this. And he fucking killed them all. Like, he, he killed them all to save the rest of everything else. Well, and on that topic, there are the three dragons that are floating around. Or chased or exiled. Or chased yeah. or exiled. And we know that through Minoru that draconification is forbidden. There are three dragons that look suspiciously like uh, Zelda's, um, you know, the, the light dragon in mm-hmm. Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, we don't know how many secret stones that there were to begin with. So them drawing parallels with the dragons and her being very clear to Rawroot that no dr- draconification is forbidden. Were those three dragons that we see in Breath of the Wild and then also in Tears of the Kingdom, were they Zonai um, who had secret stones and were seeking immeasurable power and lost themselves to it? Um, did they do it for good reasons? Um, did they even become the goddesses? Their names are derivative from the three to, golden goddesses. I was about to add that. The, um, obviously, Dinral is named for Din. Farosh. Yeah. yeah. Nadra, Nehru, Farosh, Faror. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard to, I mean, that's, that's kind of chicken or the egg. Like that's that's without additional information that's kind of hard to say, but I, I think I think it's a really solid theory that, um, you know, they were seeking you know as far as seeking power or at least immortality you know they 
change themselves into dragons. Um, and I, which and I, I haven't seen resolution to this, but that one dragon does look a lot like Zelda, and Zelda needed to live forever. <laughs> so uh, I definitely think Zelda Zelda went went to the dragon side, but I haven't seen a resolution to that. I I just really don't think if you look at the evidence presented, I think Raru's a good guy. I think Minoru is a good character too. I think they both mean well. I do not think the Zonai in general were necessarily good. Uh, There's so much evidence, especially when you factor in the depths, unless they pull something that the depths are like an alternate universe, alternate timeline, and we're seeing maybe an alternate future of what would have happened, you know, I don't know, but I just don't really trust the Zonai. Mm. They come down, strip mine, act as if they're gods. People think they're gods. And it takes them that long after their population is already just about gone to just, as far as we know, two people for them to unify with the Hylians and try to form a, a good kingdom. That is very Spanish conquistador. You know, it, it does it does feel very likely. I want to I want to retract my my what if as far as Raru having killed the rest of his kin. That doesn't it doesn't feel right. I definitely I definitely think I definitely think the Demon King offed most of the most of them, and uh, Raru and sister were the sole survivors. As far well, maybe not sole survivors, but the primary survivors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only survivors that we're aware of. Currently. Currently. But anyway, I uh, we uh, we're we're unfortunately out of time. There is one more thing that I want to uh, poke y'all with. Let's have it. So, Zelda, definitely a descendant of Raru and Sonya. Okay. Definitely a far removed descendant of Raru and Sonya. Mm-hmm. Like Sonya can sense a blood connection, but realistically, their blood connection would be minimal. Yes. Potential. I mean, yeah. Ten thousand years. Right. Minimum. So in the memory where Zelda is telling uh, Sonya about Link and Raru rolls up. As she's telling them about him, they're both kind of like, ooh, we want to meet this Link. And they both give kind of this look and this tone of voice like they are... Like they would enjoy planning a double date of sorts. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. That was brought to my attention, and I am cursed with this knowledge. And so now you are too. <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't seen this particular flashback, so I can't. Uh, I cannot make a comment. Amy has seen it. You should. The next time she is playing you should ask her to play that memory well now that we have cursed everybody with this knowledge you're welcome viewers listeners whatever the fuck y'all are we appreciate you guys we uh, sure do tuning in all one rent of you 
<laughs> um, we uh, we'll we'll be back again probably. Uh, I'm sure this won't be the last Legend of Zelda episode we do. Any any closing thoughts, anybody? I've given mine. <laughs> yeah, same. Seems good. All right. Well, until next week, everybody. Later. Bye. Bye.